Hola, Jumbo Ecabo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Dio Latero, and I'm your host. Welcome. Hey, 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 welcome back. This is episode 54 of the Reach Immigrant Podcast, and I am your host. And so this episode, we are going to be talking about just, you know, how to protect your finances you know, should there be a recession? And yes, there is a lot of talk about the economy, and that's why I felt it was important to at least have the conversation. Um, I know, you know, episode 52, I talked about the Fed and interest rates and what's happening. Um, but there's a lot of noise about a recession and a bear market and all of that. And there's been a lot in the stock market. What does that really mean? Is there really a recession? I want to talk about that so that anybody listening can understand what's going on. But then more importantly, can also think about how to defend your financial protect, how to defend your financial position should there be a recession, how to protect your finances, how to recession proof your finances if there is a recession. But first, what in the world is a recession? I got you. I'll explain it. Um, The most common definition, right? The most common definition that you'll find anywhere is that a recession is a period of decline in economic activity in a region. And for the purpose of this podcast, I'm talking about the United States of America. That's where I live. And historically, it's been defined as when there is two consecutive quarters, a.k.a. six months of economic decline. And you may be wondering, how do we measure economic decline? Well, economic decline is measured in terms of GDP, your gross domestic product, not in terms of the stock market. And yes, the stock market has been a roller coaster, mostly going down (laughs) this year, but the stock market is not what indicates that there is a recession. It is gross domestic products that we learned about in school. And so who actually officially declares a recession, at least in the United States? So the National Bureau of Economic Research, acronym NBER, does officially make the declaration if there is a recession. And they've actually, you know, they say they've, they've, they've modified the description of a recession to say that it is a significant decline in economic activity spread across the economy and lasting more than a few months. You know, earlier I said lasting two quarters or six months. They've kind of made that more gray area as far as how long it is. But people still use six months or two quarters as a rule of thumb. And so according to the NBER, a recession is usually visible in real GDP. I said it. Income, employment, industrial production, as well as sales. And so fun fact, or maybe this is not fun, but anyway, an interesting fact is that um, the last recession declared was between February 2020 and April 2020. 
And if you recall, that was the onset of the pandemic. And so that recession lasted all of two months, and it is the shortest recession ever recorded. Because before you said Jack Robinson, you know, the government came and, you know, put a lot of money into the economy and all of that stuff. And, um, you know, the, the recession was over, you know, pretty much as soon as it started. Um, and so today we are in June 2022. It's June 1st. Hello, June. Um, and we have already observed one quarter of economic decline. And many are waiting to see by the end of June 30, at the end of the second quarter of the year, people are waiting to see how the second quarter pans out and if we will become technically, officially, um, potentially in recession um, um, mode. And you know, of course, we'll have to wait for the NBER to make any official declaration. So I'll tell you, as of the day that I'm releasing this podcast or recording this podcast in, in May, um, it'll be released June 1st. Um, there has no been no formal official declaration of a recession, but is it possible? It absolutely is. And so what can you and I do um, to prepare and protect our finances um, for a recession? The best time to prepare for a recession is before a recession happens. The second best time is now because you know that it is a possibility. So I'm going to talk about seven things that we can do. And, you know, I want to acknowledge that we are all in different places financially. But again, you know, like I say with every every podcast episode, everything I put out there, it's like a buffet. There's so much for you. Take what serves you and leave the rest. Take what you can do today and leave the rest. Number one of what you can do, ramp up, ramp, 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 ramp up your emergency savings. So. I know this stat is, 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 not a, is a sad one to see, but it is the reality that over 60% of Americans cannot afford a $1,000 emergency. And now is not a good time to be part of that statistic because, you know, if there is a recession, there could be potential job losses. And, you know, if you have to, you know, you know, pay your bills and all of that stuff or something happens, you want to have something that you can fall back on. Right, you know, in the short term for emergencies, not for want, for your needs. And so this is a good time. If you haven't yet had a chance to ramp up those emergency savings, now is the time to do so. Number two, the second thing that you can do is to check your budget. So check your spending, or if you haven't had a budget before, you absolutely need to have a budget, you know, make a plan for your money and make that plan include a plan to ramp up your emergency savings. So check your budget, look for where you can make room, right, to stay within your spending limits, and then ramp up, you know, take the extra income at the end of the month and, you know, save that right away at the beginning of the month, you know, pay yourself first, you know, put that money towards your emergency savings or towards paying down your high interest debt. You know, step back, evaluate your budget, find areas to reduce spending or where you've been kind of, you know, excessive in your spending or just areas where you should stay on budget, you know, when you can. And so with that extra, even if it's $50 a month towards your emergency savings or if you already have that towards your higher interest debt, and I'll talk about that later, you know, now is the time to do so. It's not good enough at this time to have a budget if you are not checking in on that budget, right? If you need to tighten things a bit, I'm not a fan of, you know, just, you know, denying yourself every possible, you know, joy in your life because of money. But the, I, I will also acknowledge that there are certain 
periods of time or certain seasons where it might be a worth a short-term sacrifice in order to accomplish a goal. So if you say for the next six months, I'm going to cut out eating out so that I can um, you know, ramp up my emergency savings. So for the next six months, I'm only going to eat out once a month or two times a month. You know, once a month, that's fine, so that I can ramp up my emergency savings. That's something you can do that you see the end in mind, you see the end goal, it's pretty short term, and then you can move on and get back to eating out, you know, more often. So that's number two, checking your budgets. Number three, bring value at work. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with the economy, but should there be a recession? You know, one thing that happens at recessions is, you know, they're either hiring freezes or sometimes their roles, jobs that are eliminated. And so the more value you add or the more value to bring at work, you essentially secure your position and you solidify your place as a value adding employee. One that if they have to cut costs, you're not going to be first or second or third on the list. Right. And next thing, the other thing is, you know, sometimes you may bring value at work, but still, you know, your company may end up just not making it. When you bring value at work, your boss is more likely to recommend you for that next next position. When you are a person of value, they're more likely to be a reference for you for that next position. And so when you bring in value is you betting on yourself. You're not doing your employer a favor by being an employee of value. You're doing yourself and your marketability you know, um, a favor. So brush up on skills, like take new training, you know, especially for those of us that our employers offer opportunities to continue to learn. One thing I'm telling myself is that I'm going to do trainings. If that means, you know, spending a couple of hours in the evenings or on the weekends, you know, I need to step up my game and I need to up my skills. So bring a value at work. Um, number four, get a side gig. Um, getting a side gig to you know increase your income is pretty clutch, and any skill you have can be monetized. But not every skill should be monetized. But think about what are the things that come easily to you that others that may not come easily to others, and that you can charge for. And side hustles can be a game changer for your finances. Um, and so over the course of the summer, I'm going to do a number of blog posts about you know, just ideas of side hustles for different people, whether you're a student, whether you're, you know, working from home, whether you're a nine to fiver or whatever it is, I'm going to do just a series of blog posts on side hustles because I think there is a side hustle, you know, for everyone. And so, yes, it's one thing to reduce your expenses, but increasing your income will literally change things without you having to feel like you're, you know, quite restricted Um, And just diversifying your income is just a good thing to do in this time, especially if there is a recession coming. Now, I think it's important for me to clarify that I'm not asking that you do a side gig while you're at your main job that pays you and pays your salary and pay your bills. You know, use your maybe your lunch breaks, use your evenings and weekends. It does require some sacrifice, um, but, you know, this is a good time to you know, find a way to diversify your income and and hedge the risk of you losing, you know, your main position. Four, um, not just diversify your your income stream, but also diversify your investments, right? And and there's two parts to this, right? 
diversify your investments, but do not stop investing. And that's, I'm just saying what I would say to my sister, what I'll say to myself. And I've talked about what diversification is, and it is essentially not putting all your eggs in one basket from an overall portfolio standpoint. And um, diversification, you know, it should be based on your risk tolerance and the amount of time you have in the market. And so my strategy and my portfolio allocation based on my risk tolerance and how much time I have should be different from someone that's 50 years old, close to retirement, will need access to the money sooner and maybe doesn't have as high tolerance for risk. Um, But one thing that you should take a look at is, well, what am I invested in today? What is my overall portfolio made of? And is there something I need to change? And then the next item is here, you know, number six is get rid of high interest debt. And so high interest debt is typically, you know, credit card card debt typically is higher interest. You know, they can have interest in the 20% range or more. Um, And and it just costs more to owe that, to owe those kind of debts. And so it's important to just create a plan of attack to reduce your high interest debt, right? So if it's you work through your budget and you can only you can find an extra $50 a month and you already have an emergency savings take that $50 and put it towards your high interest debt you know it may feel small but stop and look back 3 months even 6 months you'll see your debt going down faster and you'll be so 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 proud of yourself and you know it's just one thing less to worry about in a, in a recession to say at least whatever happens I don't know anything. I don't have any high interest debt or or anything maybe other than my mortgage or something of the sort. So these are things that would just, you know, really give you so much relief um, in a time of economic uncertainty. Um, And now, you know, the next one is just avoid new debt. (laughs) And, you know, this might seem, you know, like, oh, yeah, duh, but it's, it's reality, you know, and I want to be clear that not everybody can afford to pay off all high interest debts, right? Um, but even if you can't do that, it's a good practice as much as you can. You know, if you don't have to get into, if you have to get into debts to buy food to eat, I understand because I have been there at different times in my own life. Um, but if you're buying, getting into debt, you know, to buy clothes that you don't need to impress people you don't know and or like, you know, that's absolutely unnecessary, in my opinion. And so, you know, don't open any new credit cards or new lines of credit. Focus on paying down your existing balances or even just consider consider using cash for new expenses until all credit cards are paid off. If you find that you just end up charging to the card, but you're not able to pay it down, just use cash for new expenses and then just focus on paying down the credit cards. Number eight, um, the last bonus point I have is do not panic sell. I almost forgot this one. Do not panic sell. Now, this is not financial advice, but a lot of people, once they see the market tumbling or the stock market tumbling, the first thing they'll do is pull money out, out of fear. Now, I'd say, you know, unless you, act, you never actually lose money until you actually sell So by you panicking and rushing to sell, you're actually taking the loss. So I'd say one, if you have a financial advisor, talk to them. Two, if you don't have a financial advisor, you know, you should be doing research to understand what your own investment strategy is, because if you're grounded in your own strategy, you're not going to make panic type decisions. Right. Um, And so understand what your timeline is. 
any money that you need in the short term should not even be in the stock market at all. Um, so this should not even be a thing. You know, there's always going to be cycles, right? You know, the author of The Psychology of Money talks about how we are always heading towards a recession, right? That's how the economies of the world works. It's always a cycle. You know, there's, we've had wonderful periods of, 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 of you know, prospering and, 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 you know, gains and all of that. And that's been wonderful. But at some point, a recession is coming. Is it going to be declared in July? Maybe. We don't know. But we are always generally heading towards a recession. Now, some come as a shock, a.k.a. the pandemic, and others are just part of the regular cycle, right? And so we don't know exactly when it will happen or how acute or how bad the recession will be. But really, I know why we're all panicking, maybe not panicking, but we're all paying close attention now as we should because we're human and it seems like it's, you know, potentially, you know, around the corner. Our mindset should always be one that knows that at some point, of the economic cycle, there will be a downturn. Um, and so if you're grounded in that, we don't, we shouldn't be panicking because generally over a 10 year period, the stock market or the economy, the economy generally always, you know, you know, does better. And so if you're not retiring tomorrow in two years or three years, you know, you likely may not have anything to worry about. So just again, time in the market is better than trying to time the market. So keep doing what you're doing don't panic and you know nobody knows what's going to happen and maybe maybe something that we all have never seen is coming and i think every time we say oh each recession is different and i think each recession always will be different but we know that one is coming right without a doubt um and so i hope these eight things to do to just protect yourself in a potential period of recession or to protect your finances. I hope you found that helpful. If you've got questions, don't feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or an email at hello at I got two great questions this week and I can't wait to, um, to answer them and connect with the listeners that ask the questions. Um, and with that, I will see you next week. And we are getting closer and closer to the end of the season. So I want to thank you for for hanging with me and uh, and, and uh, visiting this corner of the of the podcast space. So, cheers and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Bye. Hey there! Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what? popping and you amplify our message to other potential listeners and last but not least please follow us at instagram at the rich immigrant and as we go out into the world i hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home ciao bye see you next time